Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I clearly can't handle playoff pressure. Yes, I choked on Friday. I go one and three on the card, and I'm feeling the tension. I can only imagine what these teams feel like today on Saturday facing elimination. But let's recap our card real quick. In college football, we win. We played San Jose State in the first half, minus the three and a half, and they were up 23-0 at halftime. So that was an easy winner for us on the Spartans. Then in Major League Baseball, our day started the right way. We played the Guardians under the one and a half of the first five, and Shane McClanahan was able to shut them out in the first five. Unfortunately, as a Rays fan, the Guardians rallied to win the game two to one. Now the Rays are facing elimination today. Then we played the Phillies over the one and a half in the first five. I thought something special might happen in that game. Unfortunately for me, nothing special happened until the ninth inning, which was way too late for me to cash a ticket. So we lose the Phillies not only once, but twice, because we also backed that play on Twitter. So a $200 loser for us on the fighting Phillies. Then we played the Seattle Mariners under the one and a half in the first five. and They got to Alec Manoa for three runs in the first inning. I didn't see that coming. Then the nightcap was a real head scratcher. We played the Mets over the one and a half. We only scored one run. We left three guys on third base. I felt like we had some opportunities to get to Darvish. We just didn't get the job done. So we lose the bet. But the real head scratcher there was I never saw it coming that Max Scherzer would get shelled like that in the playoffs. So that's how the day goes for us. It was a bad one. 325.93 to the negative. Our two-day winning streak is over, obviously, and now we try to bounce back on Saturday. And the good news for us, it's a mega card, so we got a lot of action. So let's get to it. We start with our Sunday four-pack. If you want to listen to our breakdown of these games, please go back to the Sunday podcast where we jump on the lines when they first come out. We're on the Iowa Hawkeyes, plus the four and a half at Illinois. We're on Utah, minus the three at UCLA. We're on TCU, minus the five at Kansas. And we're on Kansas State, minus the two at Iowa State. Now we're going to add three marquee games to the card, and we start in the Big 12. It is Oklahoma, plus the eight over Texas. So after a home loss to Kansas State, and then a 31-point loss at TCU, where I have to admit, I backed them. Ooh, that was a bad call. We get to purchase Oklahoma off the clearance rack. Yes, that's how cheap they are right now. They're about as low as they I've seen them in a long, long time. But a quick history lesson in rivalry games. In 2013, Oklahoma was a 14-point favorite over Texas. Longhorn quarterback David Ash was out. In stepped Case, not Colt McCoy, to save the day for the Longhorns. It's the Red River Showdown. Expect the unexpected. I'm taking Oklahoma plus the eight over Texas. Next up, we go to the SEC. It is Arkansas plus the nine at Mississippi State. So Mike Leach and his Bulldogs are sky high coming off the impressive 42-24 to win last week over Texas A&M. Meanwhile, Sam Pittman's Razorbacks are coming off back-to-back losses to Texas A&M and Alabama with a road game at BYU next week. So they're in danger of losing four straight here. I think Arkansas might be a live dog on Saturday. So I will gladly grab the nine points at Mississippi State. Next up, we go to the SEC again, and it's Texas A&M plus the 24 at Alabama under the lights. So with or without Bryce Young, Alabama is still Alabama. They're really good. I like revenge angles normally, 
but 24-point favorite, a little bit of a stretch, and then a big trip to Tennessee on deck for the Crimson Tide. Could be a look-ahead spot here. I'm going to grab the points with Texas A&M and hope for a little bit of mercy. I'm on the Aggies once again, plus the 24 at Alabama. Then our Hero Sports Play of the Week is from Bennett Conlon. We're going to go with Appalachian State minus the 18.5 at Texas State. Texas State has lost to Nevada by 24, Baylor by 35, and James Madison by 27. App State is good, if not better, than that entire group. So I'm going to lay the points. Appalachian State minus the 18.5 at Texas State. Next up, our Chalk Fest plays. And keep in mind, we only bet $100 on these games, so we're not putting the whole bankroll at risk, but we're going to lay some big numbers. Game number one, after the coaching change, we're going to play the Badgers of Wisconsin, minus the 380 at Northwestern. So this is a no-lose situation for me as a Gopher fan. Either Wisconsin loses again, and I get to make fun of my friends, or I make money. It's a no-lose situation. So, of course, I'm going Badgers, minus the 380 at Northwestern. Next up, we go to the ACC. It's Pittsburgh, the Pitt Panthers, minus the 580 over Virginia Tech. So I think Pitt will put the nightmare Georgia Tech game behind him with a strong bounce-back performance. We go to the Pac-12 next. It is Washington, minus the 520 at Arizona State. I'm not betting on Arizona State this year, so betting against them is my only play. Next game, Pac-12 again. It is USC, minus the 490 over Washington State. Not touching the spread with a potential look ahead to Utah next week, but the Trojans, I think, will win this game. So I'm going to lay the 490 over Washington State. Next up again in the Pac-12. Obviously, I like the Pac-12 games this week. It is the Ducks of Oregon, minus the 475 at Arizona. So not sure about you, but I'm starting to forget about that 46-point loss to Georgia. The Ducks have scored 41 or more in four straight games. They're looking good. So I'm going to lay the 475 at Arizona. Then one final game for you in the Pac-12. I think I almost covered every game they play in the conference this week. We're on Utah. We're going to double up here, minus the 165 at UCLA. Utah has the talent advantage. So once again, I'm on the Utes on the money line as well at the minus 165. So next up on the card, we got a Major League Baseball. It's redemption day for me. I'm glad I didn't play any money lines on Friday. I think I would have gone 0-4. I'm pretty sure I would have gone 0-4. But that gives me confidence to bet every team that lost on the money line Friday on Saturday. I think three at least of these series will go to a game three. So we lead off with the Tampa Bay Rays, minus the 105 over the Guardians. That's play number one. We're also going to play the Toronto Blue Jays, minus the 150 over the Seattle Mariners. That's play two. Play three, we get a good price here. We're on the St. Louis Cardinals, minus the 105 over the Philadelphia Phillies. Play four, no line available yet, but we're going to play the New York Mets over the San Diego Padres. So basically, all four teams facing elimination, I'm going to back them on Saturday. Once again, I think three of them at least will go to a game three. They all get swept. I'm going to have a tough day again, but we'll find out. Then team totals, they're all in the dark. No lines are available yet. I'm expecting most, if not all of them, to be at one and a half runs. But we lead off with the first five over on the Toronto Blue Jays. So great storyline here. Last year's Cy Young winner goes against his former team with the opportunity to knock them out of the playoffs. Robbie Ray had a 3.71 ERA this year a 3.69 ERA away from home. 
post-All-Star break, an ERA of 4.00. One start against the Blue Jays this season, six innings, one run. Ray, though, hasn't been elite enough for me this season. The Blue Jays' numbers against lefties are just fine, so I'm going to take the first five over with Toronto against Robbie Ray. Next up, it's another first five over, and we're on the St. Louis Cardinals. Aaron Nola gets the call for the Phillies, a 3.25 ERA on the season, a 0.96 whip. Road numbers are solid with an ERA of 3.00. Post-All-Star break ERA is a 3.45. Last seven ERA of a 3.99. One not-so-good start against St. Louis this year, seven innings and five runs allowed. He pitched well in his last start on the road, but he didn't fare well in the prior three. Four innings, eight runs at Arizona, seven innings, four runs at Atlanta, and six innings and four runs at the Chicago Cubs. That's enough for me to back St. Louis in the first five to go over the to-be-determined number. Next up, it's a first five under, and we're on the San Diego Padres under the to-be-determined number. So this is kind of what Yankee fans expect from the Mets. The Mets blow a 10-and-a-half game lead in the division, and now they face a potential playoff sweep at home. Yes, Yankee fans kind of embrace this. The Padres have Blake Snell going. The way he's pitched since the All-Star break, I just couldn't touch the Met over in this game. I expect Jacob deGrom to get the start for the Mets since the season is on the line. He's made only 11 starts this year. He's given up three or more runs in four straight starts, including games against the A's and the Pirates. That's not very impressive. He's got a potential lingering blister issue. The Padres showed us last night why they are the third highest scoring team on the road. I'm not finding the stats to back this bet, but I'm going to back a career 2.52 ERA pitcher at home in an elimination game. I'm taking the Padres under the to-be-determined number. Then the final game on the card, this is a heart pick. I know it is. I uh, Maybe it's the head. I think it's the heart, though. I'm going to take the Cleveland Guardians under the to-be-determined number. So not a huge fan of picking the Guardians to go under and back-to-back games, but I need my Rays to stay alive. Tyler Glasnow will make his third start of the year for the Rays. He pitched at Cleveland in his first start just 10 days ago, went three innings, gave up one run, two hits and a walk, along with three strikeouts. Season's on the line. Glasno will deliver. I'm on the Guardians under the to-be-determined number. So let's recap your mega card. I'm all over the place. I guess I'm tired. I'm exhausted, and I'm feeling the playoff pressure once again. Let's go back to college football. Your Sunday four-pack, Iowa plus the four-and-a-half at Illinois. Utah minus the three at UCLA. TCU minus the five at Kansas. Kansas State minus the two at Iowa State. Oklahoma plus the eight over Texas in the Red River Showdown. Arkansas, plus the nine over Mississippi State. Texas A&M, plus the 24 over Alabama. Then, our hero sports play, we're on Appalachian State, minus the 18 and a half at Texas State. Your chalk fast plays, we're on Wisconsin, minus the 380 at Northwestern. We're on Pittsburgh, minus the 580 over Virginia Tech. We're on Washington, minus the 520 at Arizona State. We're on USC, minus the 490 over Washington State. We're on the Ducks of Oregon, minus the 475 at Arizona. And we're on Utah, minus the 165 at UCLA. Then in Major League Baseball, we have four money line plays. We're on the Tampa Bay Rays, minus the 105 over the Cleveland Guardians. We're on the Toronto Blue Jays, minus the 150 over the Seattle Mariners. 
We're on the St. Louis Cardinals, minus the 105 over the Philadelphia Phillies. And then we will be on the New York Mets over the San Diego Padres. No line available yet. We'll post the play in the show notes. Then your team totals in Major League Baseball. First five over in the dark on the Toronto Blue Jays. First five over in the dark on the St. Louis Cardinals. First five under on the San Diego Padres. And first five under on the Cleveland Guardians. Once again, we'll post all those team totals in the show notes. So that is your card for a Saturday. It's a mega card. Let's have a mega good day. Enjoy all the action. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.